Hello, baseball fans. Welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast we talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012, and it is now the second day of September. 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this in a room in Palo Alto, California, where there is work being done somewhere near me. There, There's some sort of saw or something going on. I tried to record here yesterday, and lo and behold, I'm trying again today. They're working on something tonight, and I'm just going to have to plow through it. I've done shows in cars. I've done shows in hospitals. I've done shows on a damn hot air balloon. So you're going to maybe someday have to deal with the fact that I'm doing a show where there's a little bit of noise going on in the background. Hey, this is not the most polished show in the world. This show's a bit of a homemade cookie. I'm making you a damn homemade cookie. And... I need to talk a little bit about the world of baseball. It's Labor Day weekend, and one of the things that means, and I talked about this a little bit uh, the other day, but it's, it's important to bring this up. If you are really within a weekend sweep on Labor Day weekend, if you're within a weekend sweep of a playoff spot, You've got a real shot, and man, oh man, there's a couple of teams on the fringe there, on the periphery, that must be thinking, man, we have may have let a season slip away. As I talked about in the show the other day, that teams that have, you know, they're very, very rare. It's like about about 80% of the teams that are in a playoff spot at the beginning of September go on to make the postseason. And you take a look at some of these teams that are on the outside looking in. One team just really sticks out right now, and that's Seattle. Seattle is in the middle of a five-game losing streak, <clears throat> Excuse me, including a game where Felix Hernandez got absolutely torched. And they are four games out, four games out of a wild-card spot, and not really being able to take advantage of the Red Sox not playing great ball and Baltimore not playing great ball, if they were just mediocre, they would be right on the cusp of it. But instead, you know, I mean, yeah, they're four games out, and they're going to play the Angels, who despite the Angels being on a five-game winning streak, they stink. I mean, you should be able to feast on that. But for a team like the Angels, this is spoiler time. You know, this is a time for the some of these teams to say, hey, if you want to make the postseason... It's not going to be on my watch. You know, what do the Angels have to lose? What are the A's in the middle of a three-game losing streak about to play the Red Sox? What do they have to lose? Tampa Bay, a team that I thought was going to be a playoff team this year. Uh, at the bottom of the standings, they're going to play Toronto. Wouldn't mind taking them down a peg. You know, I think that you're going to see some interesting series, but you're seeing these teams that are on the periphery. Kansas City, who lost two extra inning games to the Yankees. They should be like one game out of the wild card and have everyone, you know, poop in their pants. Instead, it's the Yankees of all teams that have dumped their, their big salary players and they're playing Baltimore. Let's, I mean, the Yankees, if they play well against Baltimore, believe me, nothing in this season has made sense so far. The Yankees could be, I mean, l- let me put it this way. The Orioles are the second while well, they're tied for one of the wild card spots. 
and you're seeing two really, really interesting series this weekend. Baltimore is playing the Yankees. That's in Camden Yards. Detroit's playing Kansas City. That's in, uh, where is it? That's at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City. Let's just say, for the sake of debate, for the sake of, what would happen? Here's the question to ask. What would happen if, say, the Royals swept the Tigers and the Yankees swept Baltimore? That's possible. Those are two possible scenarios. Do you know what would happen if that happened? I mean, again, that's not something outlandish. That's not saying, oh, this team went on a 20-game winning streak. Just a weekend sweep. Orioles get swept by the Yankees. And the Tigers get swept by the Royals. If that happens, then the Orioles would have an identical record to the Tigers and to the Royals. They would be all 72 and 64. All of them would be 72 and 64 and be half a game out of the wild card, which the wild card team would be the Yankees. There is a scenario that is not completely bananas that could have the, and of course, if the Red Sox well, the Red Sox are already they're 74 and 59. So, okay, so they would be ahead. But it would be a situation, okay, we're going on the Labor Day where a scenario that the wild card game would be Red Sox-Yankees. After they dumped A-Rod, traded Beltran, traded Chapman, and traded Miller. This is the rebuilding. And what that reminds me of a little bit is the Red Sox went rebuilding in 2013 and just slapped the team together with a bunch of veterans and short-term contracts while they let their young kids brew, and they wound up winning the World Series this year. We're, we're seeing that condensed, condensed with a Yankee team who has they've cut bait, and here we go. They have, there's a scenario that is not crazy, that isn't like when the Colorado Rockies finished the 2007 season where they couldn't lose a game, or like when the Red Sox finished the 2011 season and they couldn't win a game. It's not like that for weeks and weeks. It's one weekend. A lot of things can happen in one weekend. The Rangers just swept the Mariners. The Angels just swept the Reds. The Twins just swept, uh, no, who, who did the, who the hell, did, someone just swept the White Sox. All right, I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm, 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 I'm not that much of a savant. I think it was uh, 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 the, the Indians just swept the Twins. Sweeps are possible. You win that first game, that second game's a close one, bounce the ball this way or the other, and the third one, the team's back on their heels, the sweep is complete, and the Yankees are looking up on Labor Day as a playoff team. Shoot me a text if this season makes any sense to you. In the American League, because there isn't that super team, as the good folks at High Heat Stats said, the Rangers have the best record, but they're probably not the best team in the American League. But that means piddly-poo. Because any team I just said 
could potentially go on a hot streak in October and wind up going to the World Series. If I were a betting man, and I'm not, right now, I'd, I don't know, I'd probably say Toronto because I do like their pitching, and obviously their offense can get hot in a, in a nanosecond. But are you really going to turn your back to Cleveland? Are you really going to turn your back to Texas? Or hell, a hot Royals team sneaks into the playoffs and, and catches you off guard? Or hell, the Red Sox. They've got a great offense. And Price has been pitching better. Pomerantz has been pitching better. Porcello's been pitching better. Kimbrell's been pitching better. What if those starters go deep in the game and they manage to, I don't know, score enough runs that they don't have to worry about the black hole that is the eighth inning? The Red Sox could go far. Or imagine a why-not-us Yankee team. You know, the, there's the one team that I look at in the American League that is currently a playoff team that I'd say, do you know what, I don't see them going far, is Baltimore. Because I don't trust their starting pitching. And in fact, the, you know, when I was doing that podcast yesterday about the teams that were in position for a playoff, in, on September 1st that are probably most likely to not make the playoffs. I, this is nothing against the Baltimore Orioles. I have a lot of Oriole fans who follow me, and I, you know, I don't have anything really against them. But they're the team that I think is most likely to fall because I just don't... It, the way that a team usually falls apart in September is when the... Is, is when the pitching staff just can't be relied upon. You know, right now, I'm going to go, I'm, I'm, I'm where am I now? I'm MLB.com right now, which is not uh, the single greatest website in the history of planet Earth, but it's not bad. As I'm recording this right now, the Tigers and Baltimore are tied. They'd have to play a one-game playoff to play the one-game playoff. Now, as a Red Sox fan, that's a dream scenario. Because Baltimore really only has Gosman. That's it. And if they have to burn Gosman and the Tigers would have to burn Verlander, then I just would love to sit with my arms folded and wait for that to happen. Houston's only a game back. And they're playing Texas. Now, look at Houston is... Tra I don't think Texas is going to blow the division. Okay? So that's kind of a moment of pride for Texas more than anything else over Houston. It's a big weekend series, which could make the wild card an absolute bottleneck. And the Red Sox are in Oakland. The Oakland A's show a little pride. And the Red Sox were only two games ahead of Baltimore and Detroit. It could be an absolute scrum. An absolute total banana scrum that could even be added if Tampa Bay plays Toronto well. These are not outlandish scenarios. Now, of course, this is not the end of the season. You know, we've got about a month to go. There's about, for most teams, there's a little, about like a little under 30 games left. And a lot can happen. But also, those, if a three-game series here, three-game series there, could spell a tremendous amount of trouble. And you're taking a look and, I mean, again, I point to the Seattle Mariners that if they were able to not be 
blown out of the water the last bunch of games. They've been spiraling. This would be even a bigger scrum. So the AL is absolutely bananas. And what makes this even stranger is what's happening in the National League. Now, this is something that, that, that happened. It is just, this has to be said out loud because it's bizarre. Going into the All-Star game, the San Francisco Giants had the best record in baseball. After the All-Star game, the San Francisco Giants have the worst record in baseball. I didn't think that was possible. That makes absolutely no sense. And I pointed this out that this is happening with the Dodgers not getting anything from Puig with an injured Clayton Kershaw with 27 dudes on the, the disabled list and the Giants essentially doing everything right, at least in terms of the front office. They have Hunter Pence back. They have Joe Panic back. Buster Posey's in the lineup. Angel Pagan is in the lineup. And they acquired, you know, they went through, they, they, they required a reliever, a starter, and another bat. So I, they, they did that since the All-Star game. And they've had the worst record. And they are in danger. Now, granted, even though they lost a, a heartbreaking game to the Chicago Cubs on September 1st, they are still within striking distance of the L.A. Dodgers. That, that's, a, that's a true statement. And, if, okay, let's go to MLB, uh, let's go to uh, BaseballReference.com, the single greatest website in the history of the planet Earth, and let's just go to the Giants' schedule for a second, shall we? Thank you. Now, they still have how many games left? Uh, one, two, three. They still have six games left against the Los Angeles Dodgers. And after the, the next three games with the Cubs, they have, I don't want to say it's a cakewalk, but they have games against the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, the Padres, okay, four against the Cardinals, three against the Dodgers, then the Padres, and then the Rockies before that series, again, with L.A. So the Giants have to survive this series with the Cubs. And they may have relatively smooth sailing, but that's a dangerous thing to say because how much would the Rockies love to knock them off? How much would the Padres go in a four-game series in San Diego? So, oh, you think, you're, you think you're hot stuff here? You think you're hot stuff here? We're going to knock you down. We're going to put you down to size. You know, the Cardinals, plenty of players of the Cardinals remember the Travis Ishikawa homer flying over their head. You know, the Giants have done a decent job beating up the Cardinals in recent years in the postseason. They'd have four straight pennants if not for the Giants. But it's something that makes this season totally bewildering. You know, the Mets are within striking distance. The Pirates, went on, you know, they got swept by the Cubs in, the real, in a couple of games where they definitely should have won. There are teams that are within striking. Now, there's fewer in the National League. The National League picture, of course, is clearer. We know the Nats are going to get in. We know the Cubs are going to get in. And chances are the fact that the Dodgers have a um, six-game lead in the loss column over the Mets, uh, it's pretty safe to say, unless they absolutely fall apart, 
the Dodgers are going to get in. And if they haven't fallen apart with all the injuries, then chances are things are going to look a little better once Kershaw comes back. So you have the Mets, the Pirates, and the Marlins on the outside looking in, but within striking distance of St. Louis and of San Francisco. It's a big weekend. It's a big weekend of interesting games. Now, the Mets are playing the Nats, of course. That would have made a, been a lot more interesting if the Nationals weren't, you know, basically nine and a half games ahead of the Mets. And by the way, everyone willing to coronate the Chicago Cubs as World Series champions, I say sleep on the Washington Nationals at your own peril. If there was ever a team that could beat the Cubs in a short series, it would be the Nats. And wouldn't it be a Cubs year if they wound up winning 100 to 110 games this year and lose the first round? I'm just saying. It's getting interesting. And for the general managers out there of the Nationals, Cubs, Dodgers, Giants, Cardinals, Mets, Pirates, and Marlins, take a bow. Your team is within striking distance, is either a playoff team or conceivably a playoff team going into Labor Day weekend. Take a bow. You've done your job. The rest is up to chance and fate and your team. In the American League, hey, the general managers of the Blue Jays, Indians, Rangers, Red Sox, Orioles, Tigers, Astros, Royals, and yes, the Yankees. Take a bow. Your team's within striking distance. Mariners, man, to paraphrase Leslie Nielsen, you, or no, not Leslie Nielsen, uh, Lloyd Bridges, an airplane. Looks like you picked the wrong week to get a five-game losing streak. Watch a lot of baseball this weekend, folks. It's getting interesting. These are the games that you'll remember. These are the games that will formulate your memories or your pain. Pay attention. And for those teams out there, dig deep. A three-game, the, 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 the factor is three. A three-game sweep by any of these teams could throw an incredible monkey wrench. And people who hate Red Sox-Yankees, be warned. There's a chance they could play for the wild card. I'm not saying, actually, I am saying. And what I'm also going to say is who owned baseball. And this was a hard who owned baseball for, for one reason. I'll get to it in a second. Uh, some easy parts. Christian Yelich was great. Uh, got on base four times. Homer made a great catch. Marlins beat the Mets. Byron Buxton got a three-run home run that helped the Twins beat the White Sox. Jose Arena uh, pitched well for the Marlins over the Mets. There was only one American League game this, uh, on the 1st of September. And nobody, and I mean nobody, on that team, on the, on the, in that game, really distinguished themselves as a pitcher. You know, Irvin Santana allowed 11 hits in five innings. He allowed 13 base runners in five innings. But the other, two, the other three relievers that the Twins brought out, none of them really impressed me. You know, and I toyed with the idea of giving it to Brandon Kinsler, saying he owned baseball with his one inning. But he got a, you know, it's a cheap three-run save. So in the end, I gave it to Urban Santana, despite the fact that I don't think he actually pitched that well. 
But that's what happens when you have only one game in the league. You got to pick Wob. Wob must continue. Uh, no pitchers earned a half Wob. Hunter Pence went two for four with a two-run homer, and the Giants lost to the Cubbies. And Jose Abreu got three hits, including Homer, and the White Sox lost to Minnesota. So if you're keeping score at home, Christian Yelich, Byron Buxton, Jose Arena, and Urban Santana got full wobs, half wobs to Jose Abreu and Hunter Pence. Go to SolidBaseball.com, like it on Facebook. Subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram, I'm everywhere. The music is by who? It's by Patrick Kaliski and Ted Thacker. Set it backwards this time. Well, looking into Labor Day weekend. Watch some baseball. I know I will. This has been the Southern Baseball Daily Podcast for the second day of September 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.